if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host, Sylvia, and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. On today's podcast, I have such exciting opportunities about to be exposed to you if you're learning music, if you're planning to learn music, and if you want to explore contemporary music. I have a man on the podcast today who's creating an exciting moment in musical history in terms of accessing exams remotely, and studying contemporary music. And it's an extremely unique new opportunity for English students all over the world that they can access easily from their own homes with the help of teachers, no matter what instrument you play. His name is Dress Petzer, and he's the registrar of the Music Academy in South Africa. Welcome to the podcast, Dress. Lovely to meet you. Thank you, Sylvia. It's nice to be here. Now, we'll just get straight in. Firstly, you're the creator of, I won't pronounce this long name you have for your music academy. We'll just simply call it the Music Academy. It's simply focused on a very unique offering for students, and it's solely focused on contemporary music. This is the niche you have decided to really produce a unique offering. Can you tell us how you started this whole project, what it's all about? and what students can get from it. Okay, Um, actually the academy is 33 years old already. Um, It started in 1991. It used to be called the Academy of Light Music, but we changed the word light music to contemporary music. Um, I started off as just a normal staff member and I soon realized um, your know, music is actually, or the music education is actually my the field that I want to go in. And in the end, if you look at the results, when the pupils do the exams, that was the most satisfying thing for me. Well, you have formulated, if you will, a whole musical education process, which includes music theory, It includes the idea of exploring contemporary music styles, but it also includes fostering creativity and improvisation techniques within the syllabus. Can you tell us more about that? Okay, yes. Um, The normal sight reading, the normal oral training is there. Then we brought in the genre styles like rock, uh, funk, country, gospel, um, as part of it. So what they do there is they get a music piece in that style and we learn from pre-grade one level. 
the children to start uh, transpose these pieces. So they get used to different styles and they learn how to write and read music also. And how does the examining system work? So we'll just start from the beginning. So they get a book from you. They purchase a book of, we'll say, grade one uh, syllabus from you. And they also get theory instruction within that whole package. Yes. Explain maybe what a grade one student goes through in the learning process and how long would it take an average student to be ready for an exam? Usually what the children do depends on the candidate. Some candidates take less than a year, but the average is a year that they work through. Uh, There's three exam sessions in the beginning of the year, then there's one in the middle of the year, and then one at the end of the year. So they work through the books. Um, The teachers is educated in how the system works. Everything, the books is actually written in such a way that if you take a book in front of you, you understand exactly what it says that must be done. Perfect. So it's easy to follow, really, is what you're saying. Yes. Perfect. So um, you said before we started recording this interview that you have an eight graded system and at the end of yes and at the end of grade eight that you're heading towards undergraduate level university speaking so you have the options for would you mind explaining yes okay um the grades start from at initial and then they go up to grade eight and then we've got the uh, associate that's uh, equal to the first year of the three-year uh, course um We've got the normal licentiate where they can decide either for if they want to go into the performance section or into the teacher section. Obviously, when they do the teacher section, it's much more uh, complicated. There's more requirements. And then um, after that, we are bringing in the fellowship from next year. That will be equal to a three-year diploma at a university. Now, there's a huge debate in the musical world about, you know, why should you learn music theory? Some people think it's this thing that has to be done, if you will. What's your opinion on learning music theory? Does a student have to learn music theory? Um, I agree. uh, Music theory uh, plays an important role. You can't read music or you can't play music unless you can read it. So they must do it. And then you see the, the with us, the practical and the theory works hand in hand. There are certain aspects that's discussed will teach in the, the music theory, and that they must apply into the, the music pieces also, especially on the improvisation side of it. Right. So you really encourage improvisation. That's correct, yes. Our, our main system is built on improvisation techniques. That's fantastic, because sometimes in classical circles, there's so much study with regards to rules and, you know, historical styles of music and keeping in those zones that sometimes improvisation in most situations can be left to the side, really. Um, do you, do you also encourage the writing of music um, where the students are concerned? Yes, um, we started off in pre-grade one with the transposition. So the teachers teach, learn, uh, teach the children how to transpose and how that works. And then with that, 
they develop um, the writing skills. And I presume on grade eight, are they at a level at grade eight, we'll say, or maybe even potentially grade six, maybe, to write songs or write little pieces of music and improvise? Are they able at that point? Total, total. Yes. Um, you see, our third piece is our own choice. There they can even start from pre-grade one to write their own pieces. And there is children that already has written their own music pieces, even at that small uh, age. So already. you're fostering creativity. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes, yes. And in terms of price now, we're living in a very different world now. COVID has affected a lot of budgets, you know, family budgets trying to afford music lessons, you know, pay the hefty fees for exams. What kind of price range are you offering in US dollar terms? Oh, yes, our fees uh, starts off at $10 and then goes up as per grade. Um, the same with the, the practical and the, the um publications so it's much cheaper although they get much more information like the children with this system over the years that's been developed they get much more educational uh inputs than uh, normal other systems okay. and usually when somebody submits an exam video as in your case you're handling everything remotely so somebody submits an exam video into your office to get um, adjudicated so what's the length of time by the time they receive their results? Within seven days, within seven days. Yes, yes. Usually what we do, usually what we do is, um, depends on what time it is. Um, we take the exams, give it to the examiners, the assessments, we ask them to do it within 48 hours of we, uh, giving it to them, and then we get the results back. Then we type out the assessment forms and the certificates and then send it out to the teachers. So they, they will get the assessments and their results within seven days. Now, what is your opinion as students are going up the grades about trying to increase the likelihood of group activities? What value do you think group activity-based work has? Um, okay, we call it ensemble spell. It's very, very important. That's why uh, with our third piece, from pre-grade one also, they are forced to learn to play with other. It can be either uh, a teacher, either a backtrack, YouTube videos, or a CD. So they learn how to play with other candidates. That's amazing because in the classical... In the classical yes. system, I'm sure you're well aware that can sometimes be a problem. Like how as a like I'm a piano player or pianist, but like how do you get your skill in a situation whereby you can play with others? Because sometimes it, it's, it doesn't present itself so easily in classical circles. So that's a, a very interesting option. Yes. Yeah, you see with the third piece, the list C. Um, they get used to it from the beginning. As they grow, as they grow, and then from grade four upwards to grade eight, they're not allowed to play with the teacher anymore. There they bring in usually the bands. The kids love to play with other 
pupils. Then they start compiling bands. Use this pupil on a keyboard, this one from a, a recorder, and they make their own little band. And it's actually a good result. Yeah, so I mean, what I'm listening to is that you really have an impact on local community if that is the approach, because traditionally, where I come from, lessons are very much one on one. And sometimes very small groups, if you're fortunate, it depends if you're in traditional Irish music or classical, you know, there's a marked difference. But what I'm hearing is that you've got the potential here for music teachers to really in impact communities, impact their local community. Yes. yes. By getting children together creatively. Yes. Yeah? Yes. yes. Um, what happened in the past also is um, the candidates bring in some of their friends some of the community members that already is musicians. And then all of a sudden they say, okay, listen, now I can start making music because it's not, they have to follow a certain rule. But the academy, we've got one rule. And that's the major rule is, there is no rules to follow in music if you want to be creative. Yes. Yeah, creativity breaks boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We give them the techniques and we learn, uh, teach them how to uh, um, become musicians in their Fantastic. own Fantastic. So in your experience, how have you seen music as a tool to create positive change? Okay, the toughest thing that we believed or we experienced is from teach, the teacher's side is for them to break out and start thinking out of the box. Teachers is taught this is the way it's been over the last 100 years, for instance, with uh, uh, one of the universities in South Africa. Um, now they must think out of the box, and that's a major cha challenge. But yes, the things that they came up with is un unbelievable and then that's a matter of the, the age yeah i was recently speaking with somebody and you know we're in very strange times at the moment with covid pandemic and you know people are tired of listening to the story about that but this lady uh mentioned to me how that it will take time for the amount of new creative um Ex, you know, expressions to come through as a result of the pandemic. There has been a ton load of new creative experiments going on while COVID has been around that it's going to be really interesting to see what comes yes. forward in the next while concerning that. Yes, especially with, with the fact that everything is digital. You know, over the years, the pupils and the teachers got used to the fact that there is an examiner sitting there in front of them. Now, all of a sudden, there's no one. Actually, what we experienced is over the last uh, eight years, since we started with the digital exams, is there's much, much less exam stress on the pupils. So they perform better, the marks is better, and it promotes 
or increases their uh, ability to be creative. And I presume it also fosters a love for what they do, because sometimes if you input this stress into the situation, suddenly you get, oh, I hate doing piano. I don't want to do exams. Now you've got them in this relaxed zone. They say, oh, wow, I can do all this. This is exciting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Like, for instance, last year we had an exam center. one of the uh, teachers found me, she said, the parents is complaining about the fact that everything is digital. I said, okay, it's, let's try that and see how, what happens. Um, after the exam, she found me, she said, you know what? None of my kids walked out of the exam room crying. They all were smiling. They were happy. Then the, they said to the parents, listen, we love this way. It's much better because they're much more relaxed and they enjoy the exams more. So the parents said, let's go on with the digital yeah. format. So it's it's really interesting you say that because there's so much um, science surrounding this idea of tuning into your heart space, your spiritual state to access that creative zone. And if there's rest in the situation you're blocking that off and you know i was on another interview with um if you've ever heard of rick gooseward and he's a performance coach and he's located in washington state in the state in the u.s but you know we discussed about this idea of calming the mind down calming the spirit down in order to access that authentic state that spiritual state where creativity yes. really flows from. So, I mean, you put stress on a student and it is very hard to kind of remove it. And it, there's a process, you then a yes. very deep process. Sometimes you have to go through to remove that inherent stress that tends to crop up every time. So, it's, yeah, so it's, it's a very, very exciting thing that you're doing for sure. Very exciting. You see what, what we experienced also with the digital exams now is the fact that because they, everything is pre-recorded, yes. can it like make a fault? Teacher says, okay, stop, start over, record it again, and then they send through only the best sections of the exams. So if a, a pupil has got a bit, obviously they're stressed because it's an exam session. Um, but they play, they know their pieces, they know their work. We can immediately uh, recognize the difference between a candidate is who know and has practiced their work and the candidate doesn't. If they, the stress is uh, much less, they make less faults. So obviously they get better results by playing and then the entry marks is better also. And when the exam is being recorded, is it all recorded in the one file that is then uploaded to your system or is it kind of being separate files according to the separate components? What we teach the uh, teachers is to take them section for section and record it and then Combine it all into one video and then send okay, it through. Okay, because I know other systems don't allow yeah. that. It has to be one file done in one yes. sitting, end of. 
No, no. Um, sometimes something happens. And then, the, say, for instance, with the scales, uh, the pupil has got one section of a scale that is an issue for them to play. Now the exam examiner asks him, okay, play E major for me. And that is just the scale that we st struggles with. We, we can play other scale, a major scale, for instance. That's, he plays much better. Now, why not? If you can rather pr promote this uh, uh, musicality in the candidates of breaking it down, that's more important for us. Now, you brought up something there about scales. In normal exams, you have, we'll say, your three pieces, you have your sight reading, you have your oral tests, and you have your scales. Now, some there's some thought surrounding scales that, you know, it's not necessary. I mean, if you speak to people coming out of the conservatoires of Europe, they'd say, you know, doing a ton load of scales is just not the correct way of doing it. There's a better way of learning how to manage your instrument. Why do you include scales or what is your opinion on the inclusion of scales? Is this, we say um, scales is your foundation of a music piece. On, with the scales, you can start building your chords out of it. You can build your music pieces up, out of it. So the scales is very important. Um, we have changed the, the scale, especially the, the major scales of the normal up and down. We've changed that. We have combined a scale with a music piece. So it's like a small little music piece that, that the candidates play. They enjoy it more. We, with the, the, the minor scales, they must all be played as a standard scale. And they develop more their musicality also. The main focus or the main the end result we want is they must be musicians. They mustn't be a copycat of the composer or the teacher. Because sometimes rules can cause that. I remember when I was studying classical music. Yes. Uh, I had very good teachers that used to say, listen, you know, you can listen to a recording of this pianist playing a Beethoven piece, but don't copy them. You have to have your own musicality put into it. And it can be a struggle for yes. a student because you're playing Beethoven's piece. There is rules to adhere to. There's a certain expectation to adhere to. So how do you put in your own musicality through that? You know, it can be a challenge yes. for students yes. to understand kind of that the nuances no. of variation. No you know, from there to there. Oh, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. They don't, they don't develop their own music style. Each person is different. So why must there be a second Bach, a second Beethoven? Do you understand? If they develop, if you go into normal contemporary music, Lady Gaga and Madonna, it's two different styles of music, although they all fall under the, the pop music group. You understand, but everyone has got their own music style that they put into this, their songs. The same with music 
when you play it. So now there may be parents listening to this podcast or, you know, want to be music students, perhaps. How do they reach out to you? Where can they find you? How can they find maybe a teacher that might be able to teach them? Have you a listing of teachers that are trained by your system somewhere? Currently, for South Africa, we've got. But now the fact that we're expanding internationally, uh, what we do is if a teacher says, okay, listen, I want to come over and start using your system, we will take them through the process of the uh, um, content of the syllabus and how it works and teach them exactly. And then they can start promoting it. Okay, yes. very good. So where can people find you? Where, what's your website address? Okay, we've got a special uh, website now just for the international market. It's called the musicacademysa.com. Everything is on there. Okay, yes. well, that was a really interesting nugget of opportunity, I suppose, for students to access now that we have all this technology to use. So fantastic. I'm delighted yes. to have discovered this. And I hope that. Um, more and more students will explore this. That was a wonderful interview there from Drez Petzer from the Music Academy there in South Africa. I was disappointed that we couldn't actually finish the interview because of weather's bad weather situation in his area at the time of recording. But I think he got most of the required information into the podcast for you to follow up yourself. I've included the link of his website in the podcast description below for your attention. And I would strongly suggest that if you're a student that wishes to uh, experiment and learn more about contemporary music, wow, what an opportunity that you can follow up on and you'd get fantastic support from this academy. Now, just a quick reminder. Uh, we are sponsoring a competition here at Music Secrets Exposed and you can find all the details over at musicalchangemakers.com. It's a theme that is so close to our hearts here at Music Secrets Exposed that we really are excited that we are able to sponsor this competition. It is for anyone who plays music. So whether you're a novice, intermediate, advanced level, musician, if you want to enter as a group or a soloist, we'd love to see your entries coming in. The reason why we decided to sponsor this competition is really to help create a really vibrant community of musicians here so that we can have a voice and that we can hopefully create motion, that we can create motivation and maybe create change through this wonderful art form. So again, you can go over there to musicalchangemakers.com and don't forget Drez Petzer's uh, website there, the Music Academy in South Africa. It's in the podcast description below for you just to click on it. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.